Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Uh, we're having a serious conversation today about things impacting the country. If you're just joining us, uh, we have called for President Trump to get the top five other leaders in the country when it relates to politics. So Nancy Pelosi from the House and Kevin McCarthy, Republican and Democrat, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, Republican and Democrat leaders in the Senate and the vice president. And they have 21 days to come up with policy solutions to address the things that the president laid out today in terms of mental health, guns, video games and violence in America, hate and hate speech, early warning, uh, all of those things that, that were laid out. Uh, and the reason 21 days and the reason those five people is because if you delegate this to some other kind of committee, uh, Washington is, is notorious for creating gangs of eight and 16 and blue ribbon panels. Uh, this is not that. This is, look, you you all know what to do. Now lead and do it. And if not, you shouldn't lead anymore. And your party should should take care of that. All right. Uh, we wanted to break down uh, some things from behind the scenes as we look at these kinds of events and uh, wanted to bring in Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News. Doug, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be with you, Boyd, as always. Always good. Am I on? Good to have you in studio. Yeah, just lean in just okay. a little there. You, good. There we go. Uh, and, and Doug, give us from a uh, from a newsroom perspective, these kind of events start breaking and the, the newsroom starts kind of churning a little bit. Just help people understand what goes into some of those early decisions uh, inside of a newsroom. So the audience might be interested to know that the very first, you and I were on the phone as this, you know as the shooting was was happening. I was writing a column. This was Saturday, and uh, uh, I changed directions on the column. I write you know and inside the newsroom and kind of look at what's going on. And so talked about the lead on that column was when a shooting happens, everything changes and then nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And from that moment, knowing that that's a reality, we start to peel back, you know, the column, the editorial, then uh, early morning um, today going through looking at uh, how do we want to approach it? What do we want to do? And the call to action that you've outlined for the editorial team certainly was a part of that, but we have also done some terrific work uh, on the in-depth team. Yeah, and uh, share with us some of those things because, again, I think this is uh, something that we, as we skate past a lot of these things, and we've had so many of these kinds of incidents and other incidents uh, where, again, there's sort of that moment, everybody comes together, uh, but then we just kind of keep speeding on down the highway, and the the further it gets in the rearview mirror, the less we pay attention 
but the in-depth team has done some really interesting deep dives lately. Uh, point our listeners to a couple that uh, are worth looking at today. Well, most interestingly, on uh, white supremacy, for example, in May, only a few weeks ago, uh, Matt Brown, who's uh, our, our Washington reporter, he wrote under a headline that says, Are white supremacist attacks and hate crimes getting enough attention from federal law enforcement? Mm. And clearly hate crimes have become uh, have been increasing. But one of the most interesting things he found was this from uh, Roy Austin, who's a former hate crimes prosecutor um, who also worked in the Obama White House. And he came before a congressional committee and he said, Disappointingly, we do not have the slightest idea how many hate crimes there are in America. Mm. The FBI keeps numbers, but he says those numbers are largely useless. Wow. So if we don't even quite know what the problem is, how are we going to find a solution? But anyway, we explored that, and there is some good work being done. We looked at the rise of white nationalism on Utah uh, college campuses and pointed to some very specific things. Um, that was in March. Uh, also in March, uh, we looked at Facebook and Instagram and and. Um, should they be banning white nationalism and the different things that they're mm. doing online? Yeah. So all of those can be found online right now if you Google Deseret News and white supremacy and you can see some of those things. We've also looked at it extensively at violent video games and we've done in-depth work on guns. You know, Sadly, with every gun tragedy, there's opportunity to do that. But we've gone to the victims for their solutions and we mm-hmm. can also find um, what they have to say. Mm, that that's all really really good stuff. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have Doug Wilkes, the editor of the Desert News, joining us on Inside Sources today to get a, a little in the newsroom perspective. Uh, and it was interesting, Doug, because I know where you were heading with your column on on Saturday. And uh, again, I loved that you made this pivot of you know when a shooting happened, everything changes, and then and then nothing changes. Uh, and that's why we're we're making this call. Uh, for the top leaders in both parties, in both chambers, and the vice president uh, to come together and show that you can get something done in 21 days. And and I can tell you there there is such overwhelming uh, support and agreement on so many of these things. But we allow the politics of it all, and, and uh, the presidential candidates are weighing in in different ways. And some of them are doing it in a, in a way that's going to be beneficial to their campaign. They're going to raise money off of it. Uh, and and both sides of the political aisle are guilty of that. Uh, but as you look at it from your chair, Doug, what do you, what do you hope are the things that readers, that people in this community take away from what happened this weekend? Well, first off, my main concern is that readers um, don't want to lean into the problem; they want to turn away. I do get feedback from the public that they say, you know, I don't, I just don't, I just don't want to read about a a school shooting or a nightclub shooting or mm-hmm. now here in the in Walmart. Um, ironically, we did a story earlier this uh, or a week ago uh, talking about Walmart's decided to ban gun sales. Right. And now here comes a gunman into mm-hmm. Walmart and, and kills all those f- people. Um, but people need to get engaged, mm-hmm. right? We can't retreat. Um, I, I, get, I get wanting to retreat. We get yeah. very tired in the newsroom, right? We don't want to be Im- immersed in this. But there's value in understanding the problem and seeking a solution and then contacting, you know, our congressional delegation and others mm-hmm. to, to engage. President, or uh, I said I was going to say President Romney, but <laughs> that would have been a show from a few years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> um, Senator Romney says, you know, he, he's ready. He wants to get in. He wants to he wants to do something. But as you mentioned, he officially in Washington, he's the junior senator from, you know, from Utah in his first term. I love that we're calling on the top leadership 
to get rid of the gamesmanship because they're mm-hmm. in charge of who calls, as that's you right. all know, who charges the committees, and make them make them be be accountable. And that's where I think the voices of the public. It's not so much crying in a protest for guns or against guns. It's let's have the protest say, you know, are you doing something? What are we going to do? Yeah. Republicans and Democrats, if everyone, uh, millennials, older people, if they say, what if they're – and I'm not advocating for a march on Washington, but what if there was a – what if that was the topic? Yeah. Not one side of a gun debate or the other, but simply debate. Mm -hmm. Get there. Yeah. Do something. Get that something. would be that would be interesting. That's right. Just just getting something on the floor uh, of the House and the Senate to have a real debate. Now the House has passed some uh, some different laws uh, this year, and and like most things uh, in Washington, all all good things go to the Senate uh, to die or just to be uh, gathering dust in in Senator McConnell's office. Uh, at recently, used to be Senator Reid's office was the the place, and coincidentally, it's the same office. It's the leader's office. Because they decide. Absolutely. And if you take a look at Nancy Pelosi, now obviously they're in the middle of selecting a candidate to face Donald Trump. And so everything has a political calculation. But what if you legitimately said, look, we want you, you know, Speaker Pelosi, to set that aside, be on this committee, and in 21 days come tell us where you have consensus. Is it on background checks? Is it on mental health screening? Uh, is that, I mean, they, they want to get rid of bump stocks, right? Bump mm-hmm. stocks became a flashpoint, and that was something that could be done. Yeah. So require those leaders who have the ability to pull things forward. Yeah, absolutely. And they have to be willing to be held accountable. I, I think all four of those leaders, plus the vice president, should put their, uh, you know, we, we often celebrate the founding fathers that they were willing to pledge their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor uh, for a set of principles, followed by a set of policies. And if our leaders today aren't up to pledge, you know, their their political lives and their political fortunes uh, in order to pursue the good of the public, uh, then we've got the wrong people in office. You're right. There, there is good data out there. And where there's not good data, then we need to identify We need to go it. get it. And yeah. That's, and that's how you make a solution. Yeah. Fantastic. Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News. Thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources today. Thanks, Boyd. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to break down some of the mental health component. We'll be joined by Jenny Howell. Always, Jenny always has great insight, especially as it relates to young people, anxiety, depression, mental health. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio.